This is the Let's Get Real Estate Show with your host, Danielle Chason. Full-time investor, strategic consultant, motivational coach, sought-after speaker, and host of your number one real estate investing show, Let's Get Real Estate, where real people are doing real estate. Hey, everybody. It's Manny Hyderi with the Let's Get Real Estate podcast with Danielle Chason, where real people are doing real estate. We're going to be discussing uh, investor-friendly realtor in comparison to a just normal everyday realtor. Real exciting stuff. I hope you guys can tune in. Hey everybody, it's Danielle Chason here with the Let's Get Real Estate podcast. I am your host, Danielle Chason, and this is where we showcase real people doing real estate. And today is a little bit personal for me because I have my uh, realtor, Manny Hayderi, on the call with us. Essentially, um, I met Manny quite a while back when I was first starting to get into the flipping business. And uh, we kind of have an interesting story that Manny really wants to share <laughs> about our meeting, our initial meeting. But um, Manny's, Manny's a realtor in uh, the Hamilton area. He uh, had a sales background with uh, used cars. Sorry, Manny, it's kind of like that sleazy used car kind of stigma <laughs> that you had in Hamilton. Uh, you've come a long way. You've come a long way, my friend. Um, Manny, Manny, thank you so much for being on the show today. Whoop, whoop. Thank you Happy so much for you. having me, Danielle. Thank you. Uh, hi, everybody out there. Um, it's, a, it's a blessing to be here and to be on your podcast. I know we discussed this years ago. Um, how we're gonna, you know, do this one day, and we manifested it into uh, existence. So it uh, it's a great to be here, guys. I uh, hope everybody's doing good on a Saturday afternoon. And uh, yeah, I'd like to share the story that how we met. Uh, it was a very interesting story. Um, actually, uh, one of my assistants booked an appointment with Danielle, and uh, she's like, "Well, man, you have a lady coming in. Her name's Danielle." I'm like, "Great. Tell me a little bit about her. Uh, she's a realtor." I'm like. What? My assistant's name was Lisa. I'm like, Lisa, I'm a realtor. Why are you having another realtor come in? She's like, well, you know, uh, she wants to discuss um, investing. I'm like, well, she's a realtor, Lisa. What, you know, she could do it herself. So after going back and forth with Lisa, I said, you know what? That's fine. Let's meet with her. And uh, I remember the meeting. I We met and, you know, I was like, uh, hi, Daniela. And uh, we introduced each other, uh, introduced each talk to each other and uh and i was like uh the first question i asked her, I'm like why do you need me you're a realtor <laughs> well you know and i remember your answer uh it's like what can't a realtor use another realtor and uh it was very quite interesting it was really interesting actually you could probably chime in on this uh, what you said i was just kind of scratching my head i couldn't believe another realtor would work with another realtor i was kind of uh I wasn't thinking that way at that time. I was just thinking as a, uh, just being an everyday realtor, not a, you know, I wasn't, you know, my mindset was a little bit different back then. So, um, so it was very interesting. Actually, you could chime in, uh, Danielle, you could tell them how it was, uh, but uh, that was quite a while ago. <laughs> and uh, I remember the first thing I was like, why do you need me? That's, that was the thing that I asked. And, and your answer actually, it blew my mind. And to this day, I kind of, it opened my mind to be honest, because I was a little bit, you know, narrow-minded when it came to this real estate business and thinking that, hey, there's only one way of skinning the cat, but I was completely wrong. There's so many ways of doing this business. There's 
so many people you can meet. There's so many things you can do um, as long as you have that open mind. And uh, I, I got to give you all the credit in the world because uh, if it wasn't for you, uh, I probably wouldn't have opened my mind to all the possibilities out here. And uh, I can't thank you enough, to be honest with you. And uh, you put me through some times, but I definitely had a good time with you. Yeah, well, Manny, I think like we both grew. I mean, we were both early on in the investing world. And uh, I, you know, the, the universe really brought us together. I remember reaching out to you, you were, I think you had a lead gen source and you were targeting investors yes. and you were really starting to focus on working in the investor space, but you'd been a realtor, the everyday realtor for 10 years. And so I was looking for an investor friendly realtor because I understood at that time, and I know it even more now, how important it is to have an investor-friendly realtor for the things that I do, because it is a bit of a niche. And I remember when I came to you and you were like, uh, yeah, but you're a realtor, what do you need me for? And you were still kind of in that everyday mindset. You're kind of a tough yeah. nut to crack, I'm not gonna lie. And, uh, but it was a lot of fun, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so, yes. In that meeting, I remember really trying hard to convince you that you wanted to work with me and you were very, very skeptical because I think you had thought like a lot of realtors like, well, she's just going to take my leads and then go and run with them and screw me on it. Uh, I won't make any commissions here. And uh, I had to make promises to you, give you some assurances, um, even tell you put it on paper, we put on contract and and all of that. So, um, yeah. but I, what happened is that, I mean, I grew, you grew, and we really grew together. And I, and I wanted to showcase that to the audience. The one thing about how when you align yourself with the right people, you can grow. If you keep an open mind, you can grow. And of course, when, um, when, you, when you shift your mindset, I'm really big on mindset. You, you, everybody about who knows me knows that's a big thing. Uh, but when you shift that mindset. And Manny, I mean, you just... I mean, you came, you just changed so much in the last, I don't know, eight years that I've known you. It's been amazingly impressive and it's been a journey for us both, but I've been so blessed to be able to watch you on your journey. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So tell me, once we started working together, you actually read a book, (laughs) which you had never read. Yeah, I read a book. I, uh, I read a book, like I was, uh. You know, I was in the mindset of a realtor, like you said, right? I was, I was not thinking to invest. I was not thinking, you know, to invest myself and learn new methods of, you know, uh, making money and cash flowing and, uh, you know, even doing comps differently. Like, so I read a book. It was like, uh, I think it was a million dollar mindset or a million dollar book, a million dollar book by Stefan. Uh, I forgot the last name of the gentleman. Stefan Arnio. Yes, yes. And uh, he was a Winnipeg investor and he went in detail about how he started his business and how he grew it and how he was doing so well in Winnipeg area. And it blew my mind because it, it just was everything you were kind of preaching, everything that you were talking about. I read it in the book and I was kind of like, OK, if uh, she's saying it and he's saying it, maybe there's something going on here that I got to you know pay attention to. Um, and since then, I kind of, it kind of opened up my mind to, to change, you know, to change my mindset, to actually think there's other ways of doing things that be not so much easier, but better, um, you know, to work 
you know, instead of working harder, work smarter, uh, think about what you're doing, analyze things more in depth, um, and just seeing you grow and helping you buy and sell properties and all of those things, every, everything that we've done together, I took notes on, mental notes. I didn't write them down. I took mental notes, every single thing, step, every step of the way. I was like, okay, this, that, that, this. And you know what? It, it was a tremendous learning experience for me. It was, it was better than going to college or university because it was boots on the ground. It was real life. And that kind of experience is extremely valuable. So tell me, what was the, what was the, the biggest, I guess the biggest challenge in doing like that mindset shift and everything that you saw and, and starting to adapt a new way of being by following my lead. I mean, it's, it, that's not an easy task. You know, you're used to doing things one way and now you're shifting everything, how you think and how you do business. So what was the biggest challenge in overcoming that? So if anybody in the audience is saying, well, Hey, I want to open up my mind or I want to change, or I want to, I want to follow that lead. Um, what was the biggest challenge? Would you say, you had to overcome and how did you overcome it? So, yeah, no, I appreciate the question. And you know, the, the biggest challenge to overcome any kind of mindset is the people that surround you um, and what they have to say. And whenever you're bouncing a great idea off someone, you know, if it gets rejected right away or, you know, they don't even want to hear it or just because they think they can't do it, they instill that in you. And unfortunately, sometimes, well, most of the time, we don't go forth with our idea. We kind of like, oh, it's not going to happen because, for example, our, our brother or, or, you know, our father or our good friend says, hey, you know, it won't happen. You can't do it. It's, it's difficult. Like, so once you get that rejection a few times, you kind of think, well, maybe they're right. You know, maybe I should just stay away from it before I lose any money or I get hurt or any of that, you know, so the, the most difficult thing is overcoming other people's opinions. That's the most and if difficult. I can jump in, I want to jump in right here because honestly, like on a personal level, like I watched you and I think a lot of people have that same challenge. Like you're saying, it's the naysayers that surround us that is in our network. And a lot of times it's family because they're not in our space. So they don't understand what we know, but you had a really unique example to follow because you were on the sidelines with me. You were actually in the trenches with me really when I was starting my flipping business. And so, um, you got to see, Hey, wait a minute, it does work. And you had, um, an interesting story where your father was telling you, don't do that. Don't do that. It doesn't work. You're going to lose money. And so he was kind of holding you back a little bit. And then when you decided to do it, then all of a sudden he saw that it worked for you once. And then he wanted to jump in with you. So that's <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you just got to do it to show people, no, 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 it works. You can do this. And now, yeah. you know, he invests with you essentially now, right? Yeah. He, yeah. We did a couple of investments together. But exactly, as a, to your point, um, my naysayer, the naysayers usually are close family. Um, and they're the ones that actually you want to like take in their input and, you know, value their input. My naysayers, you know, usually came, one of my biggest naysayers was my father. Well, I don't really blame him. He came from a harsh background from war and, you know, corruption in the government and all of this stuff coming to the country, starting from scratch in the 80s and 
learning and uh, building and, and doing everything on his own. So he was very skeptical of, well, I don't want you to lose, son. I don't want you to get hurt. I don't, you know, I, he was trying to look actually over me and he was kind of actually trying to protect me in essence. And just because he hasn't done it before, he didn't really have the experience to, to share with me. He just, he thought he was doing the right thing, you know? So it's not his fault, really. It was mostly inexperience, not going through it. But I find uh, watching you do your flips and watching other investors that I've uh, had the pleasure of servicing, um, it, it just was, it was miraculous how they just dove in. Like they just mm -hmm. dove in and then asked questions later. Like they dove in, they analyzed the deal and they took the chance, they took the risk. Life is about taking risks. I've learned this at a later age. It's about taking risks. Um, and if you don't take the risk, you're going to be that guy that just checks in and is okay with that nine to five. There's nothing wrong with that nine to five, but the way I look at it, there's so much more to life. There's so much more you can accomplish and do if you take more risks. And it's, it's, it's funny, as you say, my, my dad, my first two properties that I purchased, my dad wanted to jump in with me. After convincing him, after two, three years of convincing him, hey, you know, this works. Come in with me. Do it. Let's do it. And actually, uh, it was very profitable, the first two. And after that, he was, uh, you know, he was completely behind me and he's supportive. And anytime I needed money before I even got a prop property, oh, I got 100, I got 200,000. <laughs> he was the first supporter. And, and it was great to see him change, uh, you know, after being programmed a certain way for after 50 years. So anything is possible. Um, uh, I think that anybody could change if they open up their mind and they change your mindset, just like that, to your point. And I, I credit uh, clients like yourself, you know, valued clients like yourself by showing me the, the, the methods and not holding back. Um, a lot of people kind of hold back and they're like, no, this is my way. And, you know, I'm not going to teach you anything because I don't want to lose you um, as a realtor. And I don't want you, you know, like, the thing that was great about you is like, you were always teaching. You were always there um, whenever I needed anything. Um, whenever you needed anything, we'd always contact each other and we'd bounce ideas off one another. And whenever I had questions about investing, you were always there to direct me and guide me the right way. And I, I really appreciate that. And now I, I'm kind of doing the same with my team and my and that sphere that I'm working with. So. Anything is possible, Danielle. Like if we could change someone that's 50 years, one mindset, and then two years of his son saying, no, 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 we got to do it this way. And then he jumps in. I think anything is possible. Anybody can change. It's all about mindset, as you said. And you so. know what? I think you made a really solid point about the naysayers. Like everybody thinks that they're neg they're negative and they're this, they're that. And and I do have a different point of view on that because typically the naysayers are in your inner circle and they really are just wanting to protect you. So when you understand where they're coming from, they're not necessarily trying to hold you back. Maybe they're trying to protect you. And I think more often than not, maybe this is my optimi optimistic self that is kind of always looking for the the good and people, but for the most part, I do believe that they're just trying to protect you and save you from hardship or getting hurt. And so that's a great point. You also mentioned um, taking risks. And I just want to say, like, I think taking calculated risk is where, you know, is, is the difference. So when you get educated, when you get the knowledge you need in order to make 
um, solid decisions. Like you're saying investors such as yourself, Danielle, just dove in and made it happen. I remember that made me think of Bellevue. And that was the <laughs> first time you went blind on a property and you're like, WTF, what are you doing? We haven't looked at it yet. <laughs> it Do you remember? <laughs> and so just for uh, just for context for the audience, I think we bought Bellevue in 2016. And, uh, and, uh, it was just kind of starting with the multiple offer situations and whatnot. And I told Manny, I told Manny, we're going to go in 60 over asking. He's like, what? You haven't even seen it. I said, Manny, I'm a real estate investor. I read numbers. This is going to work. And he's like, I think we were one of seven, uh, offers that were on the table and he couldn't believe that I was going there was no 100k over list at that point so 60k no. over list was a big deal and uh he was i'm like manny i'm telling you that's my max offer there's seven others i want this one uh go in there and make it happen and uh and you did and actually we weren't the highest offer interestingly enough but because you were there in person which i instructed you to do i said i want you to be there for the offer presentation we ended up getting the deal do you remember definitely yeah i remember that one that one was the first one that i've did blind for a client. And uh, because I, I'm very protective of my clients and I care about my clients, I remember I was trying to ask you, Danielle, are you sure are you, you want to do this? Like at that time, it was unheard of to go in blind. Um, and uh, on a property that was, the area was gentrifying, it was changing, it was definitely in the, in the midst of the change. But I just, at that time, I, I didn't see where it was going. Like we, nobody knew, but you took that calculated risk and it paid off. And then, and then we did multiple blind ones afterwards, but that was the first one that kind of cracked the seal for, for me. And I remember saying to you, are you sure do you want to do this? And you were like, yes, do it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I remember, uh, yeah, doing the presentation there and us not being the highest, but me being there and, you know, making a valid point of all the things that was required of the property and what our offer was and it was firm and it was a quick closing and they decided to work with us and it was it was a great experience and like you were part of a lot of my firsts <laughs> and, uh, you know uh and uh, it's great it's a great experience like i'm going through that now with the markets now and now it's just it's 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 normal it's it's normal to, to yeah. for a client to offer blindly because it's just and it's a crazy market now and then it's back then it was the start of multiple um offers and and that the start in hamilton but now hamilton mm -hmm. has seen that for the last i'd say five six years so it's just normal now but back then it was it was unheard of and uh it was a great experience it was definitely a great experience to go through but I think, I think too, the, the challenge back then um, and doing blind offers isn't just, it wasn't just finding, you know, a realtor who was okay with it, but a realtor, like you want to protect your client. I said, look, you can, when you understand the numbers, then you can read the numbers and then help better guide your client. And so I want to use that kind of as a lead into the difference between the everyday realtor and then the investor friendly realtor, because anybody who's ever heard me talk will will always hear me say like there is a massive difference 
with an everyday professional to an investor-friendly professional. And in our world, is very niche So most realtors are looking at a home. They're not really running numbers and they're not running numbers in the sense like, okay, what's your exit strategy? What is it going to be worth? Is there room here in order to flip it? You know, if you want to rent it, is the mortgage, uh, the rent going to be able to carry the mortgage and all of that stuff. So an investor-friendly realtor brings a very unique skill set to the table that you and I develop together where it's like, okay, Manny, this is how you got to run the numbers and this is how you got to look at it. And then you can say to your other clients, hey, this the numbers don't work. Is there's not enough meat on the bone. There's not enough spread. There's not enough whatever it is. And so, and also understanding the mortgage system and how the mortgages work in order to see whether or not um, the client is going to be successful when they go to refinance it. So there's a lot of things that clients don't think about, especially new investors. So can you talk a little bit about how important it is to have the right realtor who, who is knowledgeable with that special skill set for investors and how that sets you apart from, you know, 93, 94, 95% of other realtors. So that's something that we actually deal with every day now um, in the business uh, because there's a lot of investors coming into the market. They're trying to do their first flip. The market's hot, you know, they think it's very easy to get into that. I beg to differ. <laughs> it's not that easy. It's not as easy as it looks on TV. Um, you don't look at three houses and buy one. <laughs> it's not, uh, you know, like it or list it. You know, that's entertainment, guys. <laughs> the, the reality of it is you do have to do a lot of homework. You have to do a lot of comping. You have to make sure uh, you can look at per, uh, per square footage. You got to look at what kind of work is required? You got to get quotes from contractors. You got to make sure everything makes sense. So what sets a, a investment realtor apart from an actual just everyday realtor is investment realtor has to go that extra mile. They have to do all that extra comping. They have to get the quotes. They got to make sure quotes make sense within the budget. They got to make sure the ARV makes sense. The first time I ever heard ARV was from your mouth, from Danielle's mouth. So. Uh, she said, after repair value, Manny, after repair value. And you know what? After that, I, as I, I was not just comping properties that were alike. We were comping properties fully finished and what they looked like and what they sold for and why they sold for that. What, why didn't they sell for that? And what was the drawbacks and what was the setbacks? So you, there's, a lot, it, there's a lot to it. An everyday realtor is just like, okay, let's look at 10 homes, 15 homes, what works for you, um, your, your children, you know, you guys are going to live here for how long? Does it have a pool? Does it, you know, is it good for your dog? That's completely different for an, uh, compared to an investor. An investor is looking at the numbers. If the numbers make sense, we are jumping in. It doesn't matter what it looks like, Manny. It matters what the ARV is and what the numbers are at the end. So you got to kind of put a case together. It's, being an investment friendly realtor is kind of being like a lawyer. You have to get, you have to be ready uh, for trial. You have to be ready to meet your client and tell them this is a good deal and prove it to them based on the numbers, based on all the homework, based on everything that you've done. Um, it's completely different than being an everyday realtor. An everyday realtor, it's just an emotional buy. It's based on their emotions, based on them liking the property? Can they see themselves living there for 10 years, 15 years? 
it's completely different. Not everyone can be an investment realtor. Um, a lot of people do try and sometimes it, it backfires. They lose their clients money and their clients get a bad taste in their mouth. They get out of the business and they don't end up doing any more flipping or any more burrs or, you know, even understanding the terminology like burr, uh, you know, uh, the burr strategy, buying rent, uh, buying, renovate, rent, refinance, like these kind of things, you have to know this, you know, all the acronyms. You got to know what everything stands for. You got to know which banks are uh, investor friendly. You know, these, these things all make a huge difference, right? Um, I actually had the pleasure of dealing with another investor um, last year. To give you a quick story, Danielle, um, they didn't know anything about investing. I met them through a lead generation um, program similar to the one that we met on. Um targeting investors and they didn't know anything about investing and and I kind of held their hand you know and we we found them a property we ran the numbers we made sure everything made sense and they based on my guidance did make an offer above asking it was very scary for them first time ever doing it um, 70,000 over asking and it's a huge deal for the first time ever doing it it's not easy guys um, to be to be in that position to make an offer 70,000 over asking, you have to have trust in your realtor. You have to have trust in his homework. You have to have trust in his track record and you have to have that kind of um, relationship. So we built that relationship and these young couple, they set forth and we made an offer 70,000 over asking. We won, uh, fortunately. Um, and I got my, my contractors to come in there and, give them a quote and I didn't want them to go with my contractors. So I allowed them to get three more quotes and my contractors beat their quotes and they decided to work with my contractor. And, um, you know, to, to make a long story short, we ended up being on the front page of the Hamilton spectator. Um, so it was, it was the first ever flip they ever did. Um, and front page spectator, lovely couple from Waterdown. Um, we bought the house for mid fours. They ended up selling for eight twenty five, setting a record uh, in the city. Um, we converted the single family to a duplex, which I did learn a lot from Danielle because Danielle did a lot of those duplexes, and I was uh, taking notes. And I was like, "Hey, let's uh, make this a multifamily." Um, so we did go down that route and. And it paid off in deuces for them. They made the front page of the newspaper. And and I think that was the start of when Hamilton started to become hot again. Um, just, you know, and it just spiraled out of control now. But um, it, was a, it was an interesting story because it was kind of similar to like when we met, where I was kind of like, um, would this work? And now I'm actually pursuing persuading people to do it. I'm pushing people, Hey, let's make a duplex. Let's, let's take a single family. Let's do it. Let's make it a multifamily. There's a call for, there's a shortage of affordable housing. Um, the city wants it. The city needs it. It's not an easy process. It's definitely not an easy process and it's, it's going to test your patience and you know, you're, you're going to need to go step by step. Um, but that's, that's going back to, you know, working with someone that has done it before. Someone that's investor friendly, um, an everyday realtor would probably not be able to help you in that in that realm, um, and that's what we do for our clients. And you know, we I thoroughly enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy taking one of those properties and 
making it a lovely two unit as you once did, Danielle. Um, and uh, it kind of reminds me of <laughs> Laird property and Grenfeld. And, you know, those ones were quite interesting how, how they were and what they became. And, and you know what? Just going through that experience, learning that, um, I learned that you can convert anything into a two family if you do it right. And, you know, we go by the steps in the, in the, in the building code. So I remember when we looked at King Street too. You showed me King Street. You didn't want to show me King Street. Do you remember that one? Um, yeah. So you showed me King Street and then you're like, hey, um, yeah, no, you're not going to love this one. And then I walked in, I went, oh yeah, we can do this. You're like, really, Danielle? It's a two plus one. What are you going to do here? And I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to make it into a duplex. You're like, you can't make this into a duplex. The basement is too small. Where are you going to get in and all of that? And guess what? That is in my portfolio. I still yeah. own that property to this day. Yeah. No, I'm happy you um, listened to me. <laughs> um, so, you know what? It was just a lack of experience in the investing world mm -hmm. at that time. That was quite a while ago. Now that I'm looking back at it, I'm just like, what, what, what was I thinking? That was a great investment. And also, I remember there was another one on Frederick, I think it was. Or, um, I think it was uh, Frederick where uh, the, the stairs were tilted. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that was Birch. Yeah, that was oh, Birch. Birch. Yeah. Yeah, Birch. The <laughs> stairs was tilted. And, and you're like, I can fix this. And I'm like, and I look, and I said to you, Danielle, you are, you got, you know, you got, you got courage. You, you're taking on these That's problems. That's not what you said. <laughs> I, you want me to tell you what I said? I said, you got, you got eyeballs. You, 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 got, you know, like, I can't believe that. Like, a lot of investors I work with, they would shy away from the bigger things. As you know, they would be afraid or they don't have any experience with it, but you tackled the bigger things and you did it with a smile. And it was like so reassuring. And I was like, wow. And I was it, it, to be part of it and to be part of the purchase and to, to watch it actually come into flourishing and actually re renovate it from what it was to what it became and sell it. And I was like, wow, like, what it was and what it became. And, and if you never took that calculated risk, it goes back to our calculated risk conversation. Mm -hmm. you, you would have never knew you would have never experienced that. And now you have that as like another notch in your belt, another piece of experience that you've done it. Like when now you, now you walk into a house or a building and you see stairs, you're like, ah, Birch, <laughs> Birch, Birch, I've done this before. So yeah, no, that was, that's uh, that's ex extremely uh, important to, to to be able to calculate your risk. I like the way you said that. That's that that makes sense right that way. So coming back to um, you know the investor friendly versus the everyday realtor, I think um, one of the biggest traits that you now possess and investor friendly realtors. By the way, most investor friendly realtors, the first thing you, like when you're for the audience, when you're vetting a realtor, you want to ask. You want to ask them and say, do you own any investments? And if they own any properties, then that's the first step in the right direction. If they don't own any properties, if they haven't flipped a house, if they haven't um, done anything like that, then it's going to be a little bit more challenging. One of the biggest skill sets for a realtor, an investor-friendly realtor for MySpace, is somebody who understands the cost of renovations. And the fact that you do your own flips, you do your own duplex conversions, and now putting it in your own portfolio, 
Um, you understand the costs associated with it and the process to get permits, whether or not it will qualify as a duplex and it will be approved by the city, that sort of thing. But one of my biggest peeves at the time when I was vetting for an investor-friendly realtor with you was that any <laughs> realtor I walked through, they're like, oh, 20 grand. Oh, 20 grand. Like, you want to flip? Great. 22,000, 25,000. It's like, oh, no, it's not. Like, you're going to have to put a heck of a lot more money into this to get the ARV that I'm looking for. So they yeah. just didn't have the skill set to even price out the jobs. And and it was very misleading and concerning, to be honest with you. But you have that skill set. That's where the calculated risk comes in because you kind of know, okay, this might cost 40. This might cost 60. If you're doing a duplex conversion, you're looking at like maybe 120, 140. The pricing now, I'm not in that space anymore. But um, pricing now obviously has changed with COVID. So all those adjustments need to happen. But that is probably the biggest quality that you bring to the table. Um, yeah, and, and, and the fact that you can educate them along the way. So I love that. Um, yeah. before we go, I do want to make sure that the audience can connect with you. If anybody's in, um, I, there's one more thing I do want to bring up real quick before we, we go. But, um, I also want to talk about if anybody want to connect with you, um, how would they reach out to you? You've got what? socials, your email, what's the easiest way if even not, by the way, you're building your team for realtors, right? So if there's a yeah. realtor that wants to move into the investor space, um, yeah. you're building your team for that, right? Yeah, we're looking for realtors that are in, investor friendly, that want to get into that space. So we'd like to train them and have them alongside and alongside our team and learn the learn the ropes, um, you know, into the multifamily uh, realm. Um, you can connect with me on social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, email, uh, my phone number. I can, whatever way it's uh, convenient. But uh, we are looking for agents that want to join an investor-friendly team. Uh, we are growing our team, and uh, we are looking for that. And we also have a construction side now too. So we are looking for contractors that uh, want to join. Um, you know become partners with us uh, with doing flips and conversions and uh, you know, single family to duplexes, to triplexes, fourplexes. So we've gotten into that a little bit more um, as of late, Danielle, because uh, that's, uh, you know, there's a need for affordable housing, right? So we are trying to help the city have more affordable housing and also uh, help uh, investors get involved. Uh, we have other programs running JV partnerships as you, as much I've also learned from yourself, JVing and partnerships and um, trust agreements and different ways of partnering up with like-minded individuals. I'd love to contact, uh, you know, get in contact with any like-minded individuals that, that you want, want to talk about investing, want to get, in, get involved with investing. Um, we're here for you and we like to connect. That's, uh, you so, know, but, so if you guys want to reach out to Manny, um, his phone number, if you want to text him and reach out to him direct, is 905-745-9966. Again, it's 905-745-9966. Or shoot him an email at mannyhsells at gmail.com. It's Manny, M-A-N-N-Y-H, sells, S-E-L-L-S, at gmail.com. And of course, on Instagram, it's at manny.ur.realtor. Um, on IG and then Facebook, it's Manny Hidari. Um, his last name is spelled H-A-I-D-A-R-Y. You can find all of this information on the Let's Get Real Estate Podcast.com website 
or in the show notes um, on your on the podcast that you're listening to. It'll be there in the show notes as well. So if you're driving, do not, I always say this, do not grab a pen. Don't grab your phone and type this down. It'll be there when you're done driving. So please, please, please stay safe to everybody in the audience. And I know we're going a little long, but I just want to talk about real quick how your investor-friendly realtor, when they understand the numbers and how important it is to you, how they can also help you with selling on the back end. So there's uh, buying and negotiating on the buy. And then of course there's negotiating on the back end. And Manny, you are a dog for that. You just like are like a pit bull and you just go after it and you just love like trying to get the best price. I, I love negotiating. I thoroughly love negotiating. I... You know, on that property that we made the newspaper, believe it or not, Danielle, I had three other experienced realtors. I'm talking about 30 years in the business. Contact me and be like, Manny, congratulations. That was unheard of. At that time, you know, for a bungalow to sell for 825 in Hamilton was unheard of. So I, I thoroughly enjoy negotiating. That's my, that's my favorite thing to do. Uh, as you know, uh, it's not easy, guys. To, to satisfy Danielle, I'll tell you that. And uh, I think I did a pretty good job um, over the years. And you know what? She is not, uh, she won't take anything from anyone, I'll tell you that. But, uh, you know, it, was, it, it definitely sharpened my skills. I thought I was good, but now I'm great. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, everybody. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure because Danielle knows what she wants and she doesn't just work with anyone. So it was a pleasure to be picked out out of all those other realtors that she, you know, obviously, uh, you know, interviewed with. Um, but she knew that uh, I thoroughly, I, I don't see this as a job. I see this as a passion. I love this. Mm -hmm. I live this. I breathe this. I have a investing group that I'm starting. It's called Manifest. Just manifest your life, you know, because that's what I've done. I've manifested after my mind was open, my mind was blown. I thought, hey, anything is possible. And you know what? Everything that I've tried, uh, I wouldn't have been able to try if I didn't have mentors like Danielle and other uh, investment, uh, you know, uh, clients that, that kind of pushed me over that ledge. Just jump in the pool, Manny. You know, jump in, jump in. Everybody's in here. We're having a party. And you're standing outside, you're being a realtor. And I'm like, well, I love being a realtor. And he's like, you can be both. <laughs> so now we are both. And not only can we help you purchase and negotiate a great deal, we can also help you renovate. We can also be part of the whole process, hands-on, and you don't have to worry about it. Reach out to us. We can definitely assist you with the renovations, with the purchase and the sale. And, uh, we thoroughly enjoy it. It's a passion. It's not just, it's just not work. We don't look at what we make. We look at the relationships we build. And to me, the relationships are way more valuable than anything else. And I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoy reaching um, new people, meeting new people and, and seeing a smile on their face when they, they get a good price or, you know, the deal works out. It's just, that's what it's all about. You know, at the end of the day, and Danielle could, you know, probably tell you a little bit more about that. But to me, it's it's about making people um, happy, excited about doing it and making it fun. Like we joke around. We 
it's it's fun. It's it's not that serious, guys. Every every day is a new day, and you know you got to be thankful. And we we make it fun. We make it fun and enjoyable. And and I, I hope that uh, you know we can work with a few new people. Um, you know, get to know some new people through the podcast. And we actually have a a show that we're starting a construction uh, learn how to do kind of show where we're going to be. Uh, you know, people are going to be following me around and seeing a day in the realtor's investment realtor's life, <laughs> which is very interesting, I tell you. So, so thank you so much, Danielle, for having us on. I, I very much appreciate it. And uh, it's a pleasure. And uh, you know what? Uh, you and I have history and you will always be my mentor. You will always be my number one teacher in this game. And you always were my number one supporter. And uh, you made me stronger, better, um, sharper. Um, and, uh, you know, if it wasn't for you, probably I wouldn't have taken that leap of faith. My kid watches Spider-Man. Take that leap of faith, daddy, leap of faith. <laughs> so thank you well, so much. I'm glad. 100%, Manny. I'm always there for you. You know that. Um, you know, I just, again, it comes back to your net worth is your network and, um, or your network is your net worth. And, um, you know, the secret to living is giving. So I do feel, as you know, I'm always, I'm always helping and giving to people. Um, it gives us a sense of purpose and accomplishment too, right? So I'm very pride, prideful when I see people like you, um, you know, growing and just continuing to grow into your best version of you. And that's, and I'm just happy to be on the sidelines as your number one cheerleader, really. So thank you for allowing me that opportunity because it definitely is an honor for me. And again, if anybody wants to reach out to Manny, he is, um, he is offering now a full service brokerage for investors where he supports you in all aspects of investing, not just on the vetting and the buying, um, and the selling of your property, but he will actually uh, help you through the whole process. So if you want to learn from Manny, who uh, <laughs> really does it my way, <laughs> I love. Um, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit biased, I think, but if you want to, if you want to talk to Manny, reach out to him, all of his contact information is on the show notes, the link to his bio page that's on my website will also be there. And uh, I am just so grateful to have you on the team and to, to be there still with you every day. So thank you, thank you so for coming on the show, Manny. I'm, I'm really proud of everything that you've accomplished and uh, everything that you're doing. We had this conversation a few years ago, how we, you know, Danielle's, you should be doing this. This is, this is meant for you. This is, this is your realm. And you know what? It's, uh, I'm very happy and proud of being part of the whole journey. And thank you so much for having me. And thanks you guys uh, for, uh, for tuning in to, to the show. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Until next time. Bye for now. This is Danielle Chason with the Let's Get Real Estate podcast signing off. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and congratulations on improving your education real estate. Please leave a review only if you felt we provided value as it would really help us if you would leave a five-star review so that we can help reach a broader audience. And don't forget to comment what you enjoyed and tell us what you're looking to learn more about. As always, thanks for your support and we'll see you on the next episode.